0: In 2020, life changed for everyone. Many of you are asking the question, is this the new norm? We have all had to adjust our calendars, change our routines, and it might've made us focus more on our relationships. Today, we're gonna talk about this new norm and what we can do to get the most control in your financial life. So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you, who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to
1: achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors, and this is
0: the Smarter Vet Podcast. Hey, everyone, this is CJ Burnett and Tom Seco. We're financial advisors owners of the Florida Veterinary Advisors and the hosts of the Smarter Vet Podcast.
1: Our mission is to provide education to veterinarians so they can get clarity, take control, feel confident, and experience contentment. For those of you listening for the first time, we have many other resources available on our website, such as complimentary race CEs. We host those every single month in a webinar format, assessments, videos, and even articles that you can take your own time and read. Uh, You can find them all by visiting www.flvetadvisors.com. For those of you listening to this podcast as it's released, Labor Day is coming up in a few days from now. And Labor Day is the celebration of all the American workers and their effort to build the country. So over time, as the United States has come to what it is today, Labor Day has been in that purposeful day to just be able to call light to all those people who have made it to what it is.
0: Which is kind of funny because it's like the like we're, we're going to celebrate labor by taking off right. and not, not working. Beach, right? <laughs> go to the beach. So Labor Day. Labor Day is the day that I don't do labor. Today, we're going to
1: talk about that new norm that many of us are experiencing and that new norm with how the pandemic has come through and how we've all had to change the way that we've lived our lives. And for those of you who are listening, how are you doing with this new norm and how are you adjusting? have you even taken a moment to really sit down and think about like, you know, what is your life like as it is at the moment?
0: And especially if it's, if it's not, I mean, if we're not going to change, right, if things are not changing, then what what is good, like what things that have happened that are going to become part of your life now, right? right? There's a lot of things that we've kind of just had to adopt. I Mm -hmm. think in our world, um, you know, we would go to the office all the time. Mm -hmm. And now we're not going to the office all the time, the case rate skyrocketed in our state. So it's like, should we go to the office? Like probably, I mean, it's probably better to just stay at home and, and just try to, you know, do, do, you know, do whatever we can to not let the spread even go further. So it's like, even in our world, right, we've had a dramatic upheaval and just how we, I it was hard for me to get used to working at home. That was, that was a challenge for me. Right. But it's something that might actually stay. Like we might not, we might not all, you know, go back to the, the office five days a week. Again, we may only go back two or three. Right. So kind of interesting to think about how we've had to adjust even in our world right? so a lot of people listening to this probably some things that you've had to adjust because of the epidemic Mm -hmm. uh, or the pandemic I'm not really sure what (laughs) what it's defined as now by the time you hear this it might not be anything at all who knows but it's you know all these things that are changing like what what are those things that are going to be permanent
1: of course yeah the things of my wife and I we love to go out to eat and uh, instead of going out to eat all the time it seems like we do uh, a takeout on the regular still waiting to go back to our our usual restaurants that we like to go to so it's it's one of those things too this current moment where it's like, do you are you that type of person where it's, you know, you don't want to be to once far too extreme of being like, I'm just gonna avoid everything, but at the same time, it's like wanting to introduce yourself. So how are you adjusting to this? And for veterinarians that are listening to this, you are probably having to show up every day. And we've heard that there's the curbside. They've done it a lot of practices, so that curbside, avoiding a lot of the coming encounters of people that might have some type of the illness or have caught the have caught the illness at some point or another. And you know, as you continue to work and push through this new norm that's happening how are you adjusting when it comes to your financial life are you saving and putting your money to work or are you living paycheck to paycheck and you know has your savings account changed over the course of the last several months uh, there was actually something that i'd read not too long ago that uh, savings and the amount of cash that's on hand is at record highs like it is incredibly high to the amount of, because people are a little bit concerned with americans. what's going to happen yeah for You're americans
0: saying, mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of yeah, i saw it in the wall street journal the the other day that the uh fifty nine percent of people don't have a dollar saved for retirement. Right. Crazy. So like when you like so come coming back to that idea of like how you know, how are you saving your money? Where are you putting it? Are you living paycheck te- paycheck to paycheck still, right? Has 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 your mentality shifted or changed since the epidemic? I know Tom and I were getting a lot of calls when uh when the coronavirus started happening from people that were wanting to plan mm-hmm. and sometimes there were there were conversations that were kind of tough where we said, you know, it's always better to plan before something happens, right? And some people were calling us, kind of giving us the, their, their situation with the coronavirus. And there was really nothing, nothing that you could undo because the time you don't get back. And so That's some true. conversations were, t- were tough. It was like you know we can't you can't really do anything right now for like you're kind of stuck right because you didn't plan before it happened if you came to me a year ago that would have been different you know the conversation would have been a whole lot easier and smoother and and a lot of people during the, the the coronavirus we were getting messages and and having conversations with current clients that were thanking us for all of the preparation that we had done before the coronavirus happened because it's, you know, you can't plan after it, right? We got to figure out what we got. We got to do something before Mm -hmm. the event happens.
1: Of course. Well, and there's instead of that, just that new norm for our financial lives as well, there's also what what we call the new norm for workers, or as we sit here and think, is it a new norm? With lately, there's this whole requirement now that we're all now having to wear masks, which, and I, I definitely support the effort of saying, hey, you should at least if you're in close proximity with people you should be wearing a mask but at the same time i guess that's something we're going to constantly have to keep doing for a while and uh it's kind of funny because you know cj and i we talk a lot this is that we're trying to avoid germs but germs are part of our real world and the life that we live in
0: yeah well i only like germs and chocolate cake germs and chocolate cake
1: (laughs) (laughs) or that or 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 in yogurt or something like that right or or, yeah or or good food (laughs) any kind of good food yeah
0: bacteria and that and i'm i'm down Right. Uh, 100%. It is kind of funny cuz I it, one of the purposes of this podcast is just to get you thinking about, you know, what what are you changing, right? What if if there was a problem when the coronavirus happened, if you did feel like from a financial perspective you were in a bad place, right? maybe this was a this is a good thing sometimes pain in, in bad situations birth it within us a positive attitude to change towards habits and and decisions that we're making right now hmm. and and if you were avoiding financial planning if you were trying to avoid financial decisions in general we're kind of hoping that maybe this was a wake up call for some of you where you know you're realizing oh my gosh i can't keep putting this off because if I keep putting this off, you know, getting to retirement and having not not much saved is is so much worse than getting to the coronavirus and not having much saved. And and at least being a veterinarian, you're considered in most states Essential, and you can continue to work even though you might have a, a, a you know a, a decrease in your income. But some some of you had an increase in your income. Uh, it's funny how there's mixed experiences throughout the country that we've seen. Some people have seen their incomes go up. Some people have seen mm-hmm. their incomes go down. What's funny, I, I mean, I, I think Tom, you would probably agree with me that the, we have not changed. Our mentality has not changed. None of our philosophies have not changed. Nothing has changed in our world when it comes to how we think. Right. But I think a lot of people, especially before the coronavirus, had an offensive way of thinking. Like they were on offense with their finances. You know, they weren't really playing a whole lot of defense. They were just playing offense. When you when you say offense, what do you mean by that exactly? You know, like it was this I'm I'm gonna just not I'm gonna get the bare minimum amount of insurance. I'm gonna absorb the risk of my paycheck going away by not having a lot of cash on hand. I'm gonna spend money because I always believe that it's gonna continue to come in forever. Right. I'm not I'm not going to I'm not gonna play defense when it comes to building cash flow. I'm not gonna play defense when it comes to risk. I'm not going to play defense when it comes to investments. A lot of people were were uh, were on the offense with their investments and then, you know, from, you know, February to March, they saw their their in, their portfolios decline You know, maybe a third. Right, right? the Dow Jones was down thirty-five percent from peak to trough at one point. So, you know, a lot of people were thinking, you know, more on the offensive. They were, they were, they were playing offense and and not having a whole lot of defense. They weren't thinking about protecting principal in their investments. They weren't thinking about building up uh, liquidity to to absorb any kind of loss of income. So that their bills and their mortgages could get paid, I mean look at the look at how the the Fed had to had to get involved with decreasing interest rates. you know the like everyone was worried about it. The government had to pass a trillion dollar spending bill to keep small businesses open. I mean wow, you know a, it, a trillion it was, a trillion dollars a trillion dollars it, yeah. it, it was like overnight the world went from offense to defense. Right.
1: I can just imagine on the roads, if everyone from, went from offense to defense or you weren't playing both at the same time, like that would be a very scary circumstance.
0: I mean, if, if, <laughs> on the roads, if everyone, to, yeah. especially in Florida, if everyone went to defense uh, driving, I don't like I, insurance companies would have to like close because mm-hmm. <laughs> there wouldn't be any wrecks. Right. right. If everyone went to defense, it's almost you like know, when just they- was always looking out
1: if like electric cars almost become a thing at some point self-driving and all that because everyone would be playing defense
0: in a way that would be great i would that love, would be great i don't eh? want to drive anymore and i would buy a house like out in the boondocks right because it's an hour you know it's an hour drive to the office who cares like you right? just hit a button and let the car do it work. yeah it's it's like hiring a chauffeur but not really needing a chauffeur it's, yeah. neat. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's a cool idea right well and i think the the debt right so you had mentioned debt in a previous conversation that we had you know people were just throwing a lot of their cash at their debt and then all of a a sudden the coronavirus happens and you know student loan payments get postponed right debt uh, uh, they started allowing people to defer their mortgage payments right they, it would you know people were throwing a lot of cash at their debt and then all of a sudden the coronavirus happens and and then we now have record highs of cash on hand for, for the average American that's it's insane when you think of it offense to defense right
1: yeah and it's now, also gone from that that abundance mindset to the scarcity mindset we we hear a lot of that as well from many other veterinarians that we speak with and some other influencers that are out there there is it seems that a lot of times that that offense part of it it's where being in the part of just constantly going and going and going and going it is it's almost like in a standpoint a little bit more of a scarcity mindset because it's not looking at everything as a whole and constantly just keep pushing forward at like what's in front of me versus saying hey are there more options out there for me and you know when we talk about the debt versus cash and we've talked about this in one of our previous episodes if you haven't listened to it you should probably go back and listen to it on how to pay off debt. Uh, But at the same time, it's like that abundance mindset. We've, a lot of people have gone away from wanting to think about the bigger picture to now just being even more absorbed in the moment of just, hey, I got to pay my bills. I got to worry about having cash on hand. And uh, of course, there's some that are, let's just keep pushing forward. And then there's a lot of others that are out there that are saying, yeah, I got to put a hold on this until, you know, until things start settling out. And it's the question to ask yourself, if you are that person, when is that time?
0: So, you know, talking about abundance mindset to a scarcity mindset. Like which one should I have? Abundance. But like isn't an isn't an abundance mindset very offensive? Isn't it on isn't it playing offense? Pretty like isn't it kind of like assuming that money's always going to come in? I mean, maybe maybe, you know, because I think there's good and bad to abundance mindset and a scarcity mindset. Maybe, maybe it's probably a balance of the two. Right. Maybe somewhere in the middle is where, you know, you don't want to be in an abundance mindset of I'm not going to worry about it ever. Right. And you don't want to be in a scarcity mindset where you're you're never getting a good night's sleep. <laughs> because you're always worried about it. Being motivated to save is good. Being motivated to put a person's money to work, but then it's also it can also, you know, having too, too much on one side or the other can can be bad.
1: No, it it's that good or bad component of it. And, you know, especially it's interesting how certain events cause people to all of a sudden need to, it's almost like these knee-jerk reactions that I need to start doing this or I need to start doing that. And, you know, because of the circumstance, like the good part I would say with well, a lot of what's been happening today it's hard to see the good in it, but it has caused a lot of us to start reevaluating our habits. It's been causing us to reevaluate the behaviors that we've been creating over time and taking a, a, a better look and putting a spotlight. We always like to talk about, can you look at things from a very large picture and then put a spotlight on different areas? So that way you can understand, hey, am, am I making the appropriate decisions that I want to in my life? And you know, the, the bad thing is that with people and the way things are going on right now, it, it could cause us, a lot of us, to just not take action and to not do things that we should be doing and you know our way of thinking and when it comes to how we plan and the way we work with people it applies in all situations like, no matter where we're at, the market can be down, the market could be up, the economy can be sideways, who knows whatever is happening. And, you know, it's like when you build a bridge, it needs to withstand a hurricane, it needs to withstand earthquakes, it needs to withstand all of the different elements of life. They wouldn't go out and build a bridge. Even I was watching something not too long ago, uh, the San Francisco, uh, the bridge, the Golden Gate Bridge over there in San Francisco, uh, was built a long time ago, back in, I think it was the 30s, 30s or 40s or sometime around them was when they first started building building that bridge and it's like it's it's still there and if it wasn't there and they didn't design it in a way so your plan should be designed in a way to where it can withstand all of this craziness in the in the world you know and some of the principles that we should live by like what would be you'd say are some of the principles we should be living by cj i
0: think the first principle i mean we always say the first principle of good planning is getting everything organized right like if, if someone's not organized it's going to be very hard like the junk drawer in the kitchen is usually not very organized
1: i'm sure or everyone has a junk drawer that has never been organized
0: listen i i got i think i have three at this point right so like it's <laughs> it's out of control but right. you know it's it, you know i go i go in the junk drawer and i you know I'm looking for something and I can't seem to find it and then i go to the next junk drawer and I can't seem to find it and then come to that's find awful. out it's in an entirely different spot <laughs> in the house like you, you just like you can't i can't i can't win right when it comes to so if my finances are that way whenever I get in a car accident and I don't know how much auto insurance i have that's a bad situation to be in
1: well yeah you know, like i don't like getting like sick or injured too like if i were to become sick or injured i don't even know how my policy covers me or what those things are doing like my disability
0: policy or well and how- it's it, it's it's kind of incredible because it breaches over all aspects of our financial right. lives. like student loans like you know like w- do i have a determined time frame to pay off my student loans right if i'm a vet if i'm a vet and i'm fresh out of out of school or i'm within a the first few years out of school. So like getting organized, understanding like exactly what those loans are, having it, having, and being able to determine like all of those things. Like we can't you can't do anything until you know where you sit. Absolutely. Right, until you're able to examine your financial body. So that's probably the first principle okay. is getting everything organized. So the second
1: principle we would always say is start or continue with a spending plan. If you don't have a spending plan, get one. If you need a resource, you can actually go to tracker.flvetadvisors.com. We have a free spreadsheet that you can download there. It's really robust, kind of, not really. If you need a tutorial, there's actually a video tutorial as well. It'll show you how to work through it. But a spending plan is Super important. You might hear this all the time. It's like, yeah, I should have one. The meaning to do one. That's a place you should always have because you want to get very good guidance over where your money is going. Because if you're in a position right now where you are concerned about money and you're concerned about being able to what you can spend or what you can save or being able to take those next steps in your lives, that's where you should have what start or continue to keep doing a spending plan. Or on the flip side, what would you say on the flip side we should be doing, CJ?
0: Well, I think <clears throat> real quick on the spending plan, because I know a lot of people listening are going to be like, oh, that sounds so horrible like that's torture Tom are you Mm. kidding me
1: it's like hearing like nails scratching on a chalkboard yeah it's awful right
0: it's worse than that it's it's a dog's. it's a (laughs) dog's paw so like it, across across the the chalkboard. <laughs> so maybe 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 this would be a good time to talk about a habit. Right? right. So the anatomy of a habit is you have a trigger, you have an action, and you have a reward. There's three parts of a of a habit. So if you're gonna create a a spending plan, the best thing to do is think about okay, if I'm if I'm gonna do this, how do I do this where I get motivated to do it. Because you got to understand like what is going to be a trigger that's going to make you want to track your spending? What is the a- What are the actions? So w- what do you need to do? So like th- your actions are going to depend on how you're tracking it. And then what is the reward that you're going to get? Like what's that... What what are you going to follow up with to make yourself feel motivated? What what are you going to reward yourself with every day? It's got to be something that's every day. You got to track your spending every day. If mm-hmm. you don't track it every day, you'll never track it. People think that they can just track it once a month. They look at it at the end of the month. They go, Oh, I spent too much, and then you know they kind of move forward. I'll, Maybe I'll do better next and, month, right? Yeah. All right. So and we get it. Like we're we're in the same boat. We this is these are things that we do to ourselves where it's like we we ourselves have to get in a position where we understand like, okay, what is going to trigger me to do this? What, what actions am I going to have to take? And then what is the follow-up? What is the reward that I'm going to give myself? And maybe sometimes it's a matter of saying, you know what? I'm not going to eat dinner until after I do this. I, I don't know, right? That's an extreme. I can't go to bed until I do this. I can't go to bed, right? Because like being in bed is like the reward, right? right. It's like, uh, oh my gosh, I did it. I can go to bed now.
1: The thing is, just to add on there as well with the spending plan, like if you're doing it and constantly updating it every day, it should take you like only a couple of minutes. Like it shouldn't take you that long. Where it really becomes things become really painful is when we put them off for so long. And right. then it's like, I got to do it all at once. And it's like, how long is that going to take me? I don't have time for that. And then we just I've, kind of ignore it and push it I've off. I've done that. I've done that. <laughs> I have
0: I've, too. Like, Guilty. I <laughs> like five like five days, six days later I'm like, Ugh. I don't yeah. want to do this. Yeah, and then it takes like a whole Saturday morning. Whereas if I just did it like two two minutes every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it would be like yeah. you know it would have been done Saturday morning. Go go do something else. So you know the first one, getting organized. Second one, like track your spending, get a spending plan, figure out what you're going to use. There's multiple resources we have on our website. You can reach out to us even through our website to ask us what what kind of things we can give you. Like we're more than happy to provide you with whatever you need from a spending plan perspective. And then the third one, think about how you're going to create a good defense, right? So any sport, no matter what you play, like, even football. I go to football because I played football in high school. I love football. I, I love playing it. I don't think I love watching it that much. But you know, a good a good offense has a good defense. You know, what kind of defensive play can you look at when with your with their spending? Plan for the catastrophic catastrophic. Plan for the catastrophic to happen first. This puts an emphasis on insurance planning and building buckets of cash and building buckets of liquid assets. Liquidity meaning you know, things that can turn into cash very easy, right? So that's the third third principle.
1: The fourth principle is make sure you have cash. Like if you don't have cash on hand, that is something you should definitely focus on. And we talk about at least six to 12 months of expenses. Uh, there's so much gray area in this, this part of the world of like, when it comes to how much should I have, I think it's more of a comfortability factor. Uh, but you're probably gonna have unknown events that pop up weddings that you might want to have things that you want to enjoy, you want to book that next trip to, you know, Bora Bora. And you're like, yeah, I want to go somewhere. The, ch- the challenge is, is when you don't have cash, you're constantly having to either finance it and having to worry about later on down the road of having money coming in from an income, but then more expenses pop up and more things keep happening. So like if you can at least have a good amount of money on hand and, and then in the event that like, let's say you became sick or injured or you lost your job or who knows what happens, you have money there to support you through all of this. So the fourth principle we'd say is make sure you have built up cash. And if you have at least six to 12 months, I would pat yourself on the back because that's fantastic. And there's one last and final principle. What would you say that one would be CJ? So
0: the last principle is to have a strategy to pay. Pay off debt. Don't willy nilly it. This isn't the wild wild west, right? You don't want to just throw extra money at it whenever you got extra money. Like really, you want to have a strategy, have a determinate amount of time that you're going to say this is when my debt's going to be paid off, and you know plan for the taxes that you might have to pay on the student loans in the future because there will there'll be a certain amount that's you know going to have to be forgiven at the 25 year or the 20 year mark or the 10 year mark depending on where you're at and what your the program says. Congress can change it at any time, so it might you know who knows like who knows what's going to happen with the student loans, but at least having a strategy, a balanced approach on paying off your debt would be a good, good thing to do. Now is the time to really get a better understanding of what you have and build that realistic time frame of paying it off, making sure that you don't, okay. Yeah. You, you, you know, debt-free doesn't necessarily mean financially free, right? When you're, when you're debt-free and you have no money, you're still a slave to having to work. Like, you know, being forced to work, it, it's not fun. And so we don't want to get to the end of our, our working careers and, realize wow like yeah my debt's gone but like i don't have any extra I don't have any money so i'm basically you know i basically worked my entire life to pay a student loan off and and now I haven't really done anything beyond that
1: the, the realistic time frame just to add one other thought to that you know when you when we talk about realistic time frame it's being having the ability to save money pay off debt live your life and you know like where you're doing it all within balance and the worst thing you can do for yourself is going at it where you're throwing hand over fist and you're just trying to knock off debt or or you're just doing one thing over another. There needs to be an emphasis or a sort of a direction of what you're trying to do because, you know, as we all know, time is our biggest asset. Time will never come back. So each decision we make takes away from that time and making sure it's all being within balance.
0: Life is very different for many of us, right? But this can actually be an opportunity. Like we want you to see this as an opportunity to take this moment and begin working towards the goals that you have pushed off for so long. We really care about veterinarians. Like we, it's kind of funny because. Is even somebody one time had had said it's crazy how when someone says i love you and they barely yeah. know you like even as a as you know a friend to friend like they say i love you and they you know that they barely know you so you kind of like shrug it off and you almost don't even believe it but then like you know if someone said i hate you like you would instantly believe it like because you know you cut them off or something a weird thought is not it, it funny how like we're you know when i say these things like I, i'm and i i say i say love is a very strong word but we do love our veterinarians like you you guys, work hard. You do a lot for people. You are constantly working, trying to give yourself to the patients that you see and and the patients' owners and those kind of things. So we really care about you and want to make sure that you know this episode really encourages you and motivates you and you feel like juice, like you're excited because you're like you know what this Corona thing was really horrible, right? Mm-hmm. These last few months, people have died, but you know it can it can also provide us with a, a mental shift to. To approach our lives in a very different different way than we've than we've done in the past, right? For the better, right? Not for the worst.
1: For any of you that are listening and you're wondering like, hey, I want to do more of my financial life, or maybe you feel like you're getting one-sided financial advice, we have a complimentary assessment that is available right on the front page of our website. You'll see a big red button that says, test my plan. And uh, if you go to www.flvetadvisors.com, it should take you like five minutes or so to give you a really good understanding of like, hey, am I getting the advice that I really should be looking at in my financial life? Go right now, pause the podcast, stop the podcast, go to the website and go take it. Uh, you might be surprised on some of the things you learned during the assessment. This is CJ Burnett. And this is Tom Seco. Wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Success, success, success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Securities and exchange commission as a registered investment advisor. Two zero two two one four zero seven six six expires July two thousand twenty four.